Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. episode of the Ave Gunas podcast. If you like our content, please do like, share and subscribe to Ave Gunas in all your social media platforms. On this episode of the Ave Gunas podcast, me, Arun, Bob and Deepak get together to review the 1-0 victory against Burnley. We talk about the impact of Ramsdale in goal and the backline with focus on White-Gabriel partnership. We also discuss the goal, Odegaard and our misfiring front line. We also make our predictions for the upcoming game against AFC Wimbledon. Do check out. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Avagonas podcast. Uh, so this is a review of the Burnley game. Actually, uh, I don't know if I have to put it as a happy review or uh, something that's... Uh, I mean, any any three points is a happy review for Arsenal, isn't it guys? So let's put it as a happy review for the Burnley game. Uh, we've got Arun back with us. Uh, hi, Arun. Hello. Hi, Bob. Good day, guys. Hi, Deepak. Welcome Hello. back. So um, before before we start, we are we are being uh, reminded always to say that we have to we have to mention to our viewers like share and subscribe and comment in any questions we keep missing that and someone someone or the other is uh, pinging us in some social media and asking us to add that so we are adding that right here and uh, we do have people pinging us on social media to ask <laughs> i was trying to make that point as subtle as possible <laughs> why subtle we said the truth <laughs> let's flaunt it <laughs> But uh, anyways, I don't know. I'll start with you regarding this, right? Uh, Burnley game, three points. Uh, we were expecting a win, except Deepak. Deepak was expecting a draw, but most of us. I don't. Expecting... I don't blame him. I don't. <laughs> but um, that is that is the bare minimum that Arsenal can do. That they could get three points against Burnley at least. Uh, for I, are you sure about that? The club has surprised us in ways that you never thought was possible. So I wouldn't say it was like the least thing that they could do, getting three points away in Burnley. No, as in like with with uh, with the respect to Arsenal fans' expectation, that is the bare minimum. One zero victory over Burnley for three points, uh, for for a total of six points in the table. So, um, are you happy? What's your what's your yeah, reaction I'm, to that? I'm 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 definitely happy. Like you know, at this point, I am not looking at the team to um, like create a million chances and score like a thousand goals. No. Um, people might come back at me saying that, yeah, we don't want to see creating million chances, but we want to see five chances to be created. I, I totally understand that point, but right now I am not really worried about it. Uh, we played an away game at a place where we like um, struggle even during Wenger days, even if we did manage to nick off a win here and there. We have always struggled at Turf. At uh, it's not a fun place to go. The players are very physical. Usually, we come out with a card or an injury. You know, so this time we didn't come out. There were no cards, no injuries. We came out with the full team, and then uh, there was like um, a lot of nice things that happened right from uh, minute one, right from kickoff. Like the intent that the team showed in terms of um, making sure that uh, we did not lose the ball in dangerous areas, making sure that. Uh, we did not give Burnley chances, making sure that like you know their, their potent um, points of attack were nullified. 
uh and and sort of gave me like an assured feeling throughout throughout the game uh, even if we did lose a ball sometimes even if there was like you know um uh some some turnovers oh, no i didn't say any turnovers yeah even if there was some ball some balls lost it always felt like we were never in danger of conceding a goal mm. and and that feeling as an arsenal fan seemed very new i don't remember the last time we actually felt like okay uh, we've lost the ball to the opposition it doesn't matter who the opposition is when we lose the ball and they get near the box we get this feeling of dread you know like okay this is definitely going to go for a goal that didn't seem to have happened yesterday everyone uh, put uh, their best foot forward even if it didn't yield like you know the best results we they did put their best foot forward uh, and in 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 a transition phase i would i would take these three points or you know like i would i would not complain at all i would love to take these three points De- definitely but also so, so let me put this up that you have mentioned uh, wenger teams i have to bring back uh, this game a uh, couple of seasons ago and stuff like that so let let's put this up as a numbers uh, perspective or results perspective so 2014 and 15 at this point at the five game week point we had 9 points uh, and we had a plus 4 of uh, goal difference that's the last time we finished uh, you know in top 4 uh, apart from if you consider that leicester season pre cover leicester season um, so and last year we had 9 points again and uh, that was uh, i mean last season was last season we know what happened last season and this season we have only 6 points but the clinches if you consider the wenger years we have already met everton leicester city all uh, all games have happened and we have drawn all three and uh, to draw a comparison with this time we have only met city and chelsea in the top 6 or top top 8 draw and we have lost both games and the interesting fact is the next game during that season was tottenham and uh, we know what is the next game in our uh, in our season so that's just to put a perspective on where we are compared to yester years because uh that's that's a question bob uh, are we this like when arun was mentioning that he we should be happy with the three points right is this because of all this like we have lost this much we have ended up with eight eighth position 10th position is this because of this we have as fans have we come up with low expectations for this team or is this genuinely a good result see um i i feel it's it's a mix of both um to be honest with you so we are actually i mean first of all this team is not wenger's team wenger is no longer here so we we've been moving on we we've had a lot of transition phase and still we are in transition there is a lot lot of things that we need to improve upon both in terms of the personnel and in terms of the results that we need to get um i mean we did win fa cup and all those sort of things in between but but yeah i mean in terms of the league position we nowhere near how we used to be during during wenger years so um we uh, it, it it's like a weird scenario where we're in a transition but at the same time we still have to start you know producing results for us to keep moving up towards the ladder and and for that this win was very vital you know especially at the back of the first three games which we lost um there was a lot of negativity and there was a lot of things going around in the stadium we have been managing by uh, managed by a rookie manager and so every loss that we that we actually do um will will fall directly on to him and then his tactics and things would be questioned on 
So in that note, we we just have to take it um, those three points. Um, you know, it's it's just the thing um, whether this was this was this victory was deserved. Of course, I think we deserved this victory, but uh, was um, I mean were, were we up to our best? Probably no. I mean, we all know that answer to that question. So we still in transition. There are there are a lot of places where we need to improve, and we need to improve quickly because we've got. The league is so tough um, that you know almost every game that we lose or slip down will will mean that it will it will bite us at the back towards the end of it. So um, I mean, although three points is what it counts, if you look at individually as a game, we still can't bask on these glories as this win um, as something you know. I mean, which is going to take us more. Uh, we 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 need to massively improve. We just have to. Be very cautious, optimistic, and then you know, of course, keep working on. Because as you as you just pointed out, the next opposition is not going to be an easy one. Although they did lose three nil at their home, you know. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, but but yeah, I think it's it's important that we have to look at this victory, but we shouldn't be getting too much carried away with that. Mm. being carried away though uh, deepak uh, you have mentioned about arteta right he, that he is on a very short leash for the entire duration winning yeah. 1-0 against a couple of oppositions is at least to my opinion not going to give him a lot of footing in the in the in the slide of arsenal or whatever right if if he has to stay if he has to prove himself as the man to be in charge of for the future of arsenal he needs mm-hmm. to do more than just score 1-0 i mean you predicted a 1-1 and he the team winning 1-0 was a uh, positive but again so how much of this win is going to be going into arteta's credit or or is it not going into arteta's credit it, does that mean he has to do more to gain some credit from arsenal fans from the arsenal board from everyone else Uh, like a uh, win is always a credit to the manager like one nil so we should give credit to we like criticize him when we look so of course winning one nil is like a credit to him. but on the point of proving more it, it exactly he has to prove more we just like won against what two lowly oppositions and we got six points and we just scored two goals one was a lucky deflection and one was a great free kick so still our attacking play is uh, what what i say it's turgid and doesn't seem to be clicking so we he has to definitely improve on that front uh, as a entire team we haven't clicked like till now it's been like a almost two full seasons like we haven't seen a complete game from arsenal do, do you remember even last season any game which we played probably like against west brom apart from that i haven't seen one game under arteta where the entire team performed well like defense midfield and forward so uh, i wouldn't like be like so happy with this burnley win like it's like a small baby steps like let's say like take it slowly and and if we like if we draw uh, if we draw or like lose against tottenham it's like taking another two steps back tottenham is also in not that great form they just won like 1-0 1-0 1-0 and they lost 3-0 like the next two games so we have to perform against tottenham as i said like previous parts the watford game is like uh, till the watford game it's a litmus test he should get 18 points if not it's it's it, it, we are not moving forward at all we cannot like simply keep on saying we will give time this team needs time to gel we are giving time till october and he has to show like a 
we have 18 points on board what like judges a manager the points on the board so that's the thing yeah true that is that is the thing and uh, i mean and good thing is arsenal has put points on board at least yeah. in the last two games and we are climbing up the ladder uh, but but the important thing for me is bob that we have come up with two clean sheets more than anything else those two clean sheets are what uh, i feel very confident because that is uh, that is an area that was addressed in this transfer market that is the area of focus for this transfer market and that seems to be working although we have our scary moments we're not being that dominant but that is to be expected out of a new back four that is being assembled right out of transfer market and um, so so on on the point of defense though let's start with uh, ramsdale because Uh, we have been talking about him and leno sharing the goalkeeping duties and everything uh, i am very impressed with whatever i am seeing of uh, ramsdale but it is a very small sample size and we there is no disrespect to leno um, but there are also like uh, other things that's happening like it's not just the goal stopping abilities but also the passing ability the uh, the confidence that he exudes those are things that i find as positive with ramsdale so what are your thoughts on ramsdale being the number one uh, and uh, you know just just being that presence there uh credit where it's due so um i'm i'm very happy that um, ramsdale has actually made a lot of the so called arsenal fans heat uh, humble pie you know because because of his performances you you did mention about his abilities and all those sort of things one of the things which actually stood out for me is his command um, at the back um i noticed um there was actually comparisons as well that i noticed on twitter um where um you know in a similar situation when um, ramsdale or leno was actually passing the ball to jaka um there was no there was no call out from leno to say that there was a man behind and then you know jaka needs to be more careful but at the same time the same thing happened uh, between ramsdale and party um you know uh, ramsdale was quick to point out that uh, there was a man from behind and then he needs to be more careful about that i mean it, it just makes it so much difference you know i mean even the last attack that he did when when dani was down i mean it, it's just that you know you can't be just bullied over and i felt that most often with leno at the back um, that he can be bullied over and same thing i mean when we looked at the uh, first uh, goal that brentford scored Leno was bullied all over you know i i think the, those are the things which makes a difference of course as you said you know there's still a long way to go for him to be established as a top goalkeeper uh, but he is he's showing a lot of signs and and we just can talk with what we've seen in front of us um mm. if i if i were the manager i would i would straight away put him on the team against uh, tottenham you know even though he's been giving assurances for leno to start um i would say that his form needs to continue and i see them you know if he if he performs at his level i i just see him going places that that's that's what i could think of mm-hmm. yeah see awesome addition to the squad i've never doubted him um despite many other people you know thinking otherwise um it's just that you know it's, it's very vindicative and i'm happy that you know the the club has actually put all their things on ramsdale and they have been rewarded so far so it's it's a good sign today yeah it is really a good sign but uh, deepak uh, on... 
Oh, sorry. One yeah, more thing, if, if I were to mention about Ramsdale, it's like Bob said, he does all that, but he does it with a lot of confidence. Yes. You know, when, when you do that with so much of confidence, you do the right thing with so much of confidence, it rubs on to the people around you. It rubs on to the fans on the stadium. You know, like, so, um, of course, but if, if it go, does go wrong, he'll, he'll end up looking like, you know, like a clown. But then, thankfully, hope that shouldn't happen. But hopefully that shouldn't happen. But like, in in terms of the confidence that that was very refreshing to see like a goalkeeper mm-hmm. who knew what he was doing and like, yep. who knew okay i am going to do this and i'm going to do in such a way that you will know that was in my head all the time it was no fluke so that was like really refreshing to see yeah but uh, yeah uh, so i was about to ask deepak the same question right uh, about ramsdale and uh, the penalty shout that they had uh, bob mentioned that about like uh, about his tug uh, when Tierney was uh, down, that was a completely different thing where he, his uh, confidence and his standing up for team was there. But also his presence of mind when White did that pass, which was not good. I mean, we will get back to White. Uh, we will get back to White. But again, right? Uh, so when, when, when we are talking about that penalty shout that they had, it was a clean... Uh, you know, ball tackle that that um, he did, uh, right? And uh, there was no question when they went to war. There was no question. Although we as Arsenal fans are always worried about war. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, what are your thoughts on that moment uh, from Ramsdale? Yeah, he was like quick off the line. Uh, that shows like he he's like uh, seeing the game properly, like uh, not like just. Uh, like in his own world or something. So even though he didn't have a lot of things to do in the match, he was like alert enough to come out of the line soon and get the ball. Yeah, I I thought, yeah, as you said, I thought the war wouldn't overtake <laughs> given Arsenal. So, History yeah. reversed. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, he had a, like a like a good performance. So I wouldn't like just drop him like just to give chance for make Leno happy. Like Leno has to prove let. Let Leno start in Wimbledon and like against Wimbledon and start proving himself because Ramsdale has been performing better than him. So I wouldn't drop like Ramsdale for uh, uh, against the Spurs game. And yeah, like Arun said, the confidence which he showed, like uh, yeah, you can make mistakes. Goalkeepers' mistakes are always under like microscope. Like even like uh, what do you say? Great goalkeepers like Allison and Ederson. They make mistakes, but the coach encourages them to like still play the way they want. So yeah, it, it's an Arteta and like hand and like uh, to encourage Ramsdale and like take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's been a good signing. Like yeah, I, I, I to I will take that humble pie. I, was <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it also like sends a straight message to Leno. Like this is the quality that is expected yeah. in this club. Like you know, it is not. Uh, I we know you got comfortable, but it's time like to light a fire under your ass, and that's what has been done. So he knows that he cannot like you know just keep on doing the things that he did. Like just keep his one skill set, which is uh, short stopping, a yep. fantastic short stopper. But he needs to be able to do other things too. So yeah, one question on that, guys: Will Jaka get the same message? <laughs> Jaka, right so. now. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> Someone has to perform better than him. Like, now, like, let's say who is that? Lokanga is performing better than him. So, yeah, Saka should also get the message. 
but but uh, talking on that uh, signings part around uh, white and gabriel partnership it's still blossoming it's still uh, there there are people who are talking about white being not good in the air uh, there are people who are talking about uh, that gabriel looks like uh, much more accomplished but for me gabriel has been longer in the team he knows what his teammates would do and what the teammates wouldn't do so he kind of anticipates that for me and white doesn't have that yet uh but but it it looks for me at least as a partnership this looks like it is covering each other's deficiencies and working on each other's uh, positives yeah. right uh, so like, like yeah it's like i told last uh, during the last part it's like um the the, the back line has been slotted with people who complement each other really well so in that case it it works uh well that like even though white even seemingly white doesn't like go for high balls and like he had like i think three clearances or something yesterday right uh, during the burnley game so um it whatever where his shortcomings were actually like you know compensated for by gabriel otomias who had points in the game um i think that's what makes like uh, any team tick or work uh, you know not everybody is going of course you expect like everyone to have like the best games uh when we do go into matches like this but there are always situations when someone does have like you know sort of a little of a brain freeze moment the great ones do not have those moments that often so when you when one of your players does have something of that sort uh, the quality around him usually compensates for it you know when you do not have quality around that player who's making a mistake and everyone is making mistakes then obviously that one mistake is going to be so glaringly like you know visible so i think with with um, ben white he he had a decent game but his deficiencies were definitely like compensated for by the people around him but uh let me ask you this with the same the point that you made in terms of uh, ben white like gabriel yes he has played for us for a season he he knows like you know what we play how we do and all that uh but ben white uh, one of the reasons why we got him was the fact that he is english and he's play already played in the premier league uh i'm not going to say like how long should we wait before like you know uh we start complaining but like how much of it how much of time do you think ben white should be given to get settled into this team and start performing at probably the levels that we thought he would i that, mean it's a, just a question for all of you guys be- yeah, just because that, of the price tag involved with him yeah that's the that's the point right five games, <laughs> five games. <laughs> he has come up with a number already for, for so me, has have those five games already started or five games from now on no like two games already got Yeah, okay. Three more games. Okay. <laughs> so for me, that's a loaded question because uh, there are two things, right? One thing is like how how much time would the fans give, which would be based on the uh, price tag, because we always look like oh he's a fifty million center back, so he has to be like Van Dyke or this or that. We always mm-hmm. compare to similar players, but it might not be true from a Arsenal hierarchy perspective. They might be seeing him as a value than um, the, just as a number price tag. So. the time that arsenal will give him would be completely different from what us arsenal fans would give him so as mm-hmm. arsenal fans i think deepak has answered five games <laughs> so uh, with arsenal i think he would have much more leeway he would have a lot more time to prove we gave mustafi so many years to prove and disprove, so <laughs> he's he's still trying to prove <laughs> so that, But, yeah like just with uh, deepak's point i think like this could possibly be a message for the fans to like even if he doesn't perform to the extent i'm pretty sure deepak is not going to go out to social media and tell him like you know you have to die because you didn't perform so i think like 
people can realistically think that okay five games is a good number but if he doesn't perform go and don't go and like blame his family and like yeah but 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 again yeah, many right? of them wrote wrote uh, white off after the first game um, mm. against frankfurt yeah. so when he when he lost all the aerial, aerial duels he was written off straight away and poor guy won, didn't, like, didn't yeah. get to fetch feature against uh, both chelsea and city because of covid and things so you you have to give credit i mean um, he he is back into the team and he is performing to the levels that we want you know you just have to look at the opposition that he has faced if he is able to perform at the same levels yes like as as deepak said you know in the next five games against higher opposition like tottenham and all those teams then it makes a good case that we've gone and and again like yeah touching upon what vijay said you know his value is not going to diminish um, much because of the fact that he is english he is young and he's got a lot to learn so time is on his side and we just hope that you know the best ahead uh, best years are ahead of him um, and he shows them in arsenal colors that's what we want uh, also for the listeners and viewers uh, leave us in comments like what you think would be the realistic uh, timeline that uh, ben white would be given or we have to give him um, so talk, talking about uh, talking about the defense though uh, bob um, tomiyasu has had a couple of games the same as aaron ramsdale and uh, we are seeing uh, things uh, that we wanted to see right that is a positive thing that he has been doing that uh, we are seeing that he is able to win aerial duels we are seeing that he is able to make those runs he is defensively more solid so what are your views on tomiyasu like just a quick one if i were to be very quick it, it's like very very much comparable to nacho monreal um <laughs> he, i mean whenever i look at it they, i could draw a lot of uh, comparisons between both of them because that's exactly the same way that they, they both are trying to do um they are they are strong in there you know they can they can actually burst up uh, front so when required and they, i mean they can play multiple positions so uh, when i look at and that's that's the same jersey number as well so um so i i can straight away start comparison and he hit the ground running montreal when he came in and similarly i can see the same attitude and things coming from tommy as well as well it's just the thing with with all these asian players that they are, they are coming to the premier league i see them very much disciplined you know they don't they they straight away slot in they don't really have too much complain about i mean as much as i hate to say you know son is as well one of those types where he you can't really hate him because of what he actually of course you can hate him why can't you really i hate him as <laughs> you can hate him um yeah for the team that he plays yes of course but but yeah i think in terms of what he even for the shit he does team. like he he looks like a nice guy he's not don't 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 get fooled by his <laughs> don't uh, don't get deceived okay no but don't yeah, get yeah. deceived by his demise <laughs> bob is becoming the english yes. commentator uh, <laughs> like you know mentality <laughs> but yeah tomia so uh, i i get yes, the montreal sir. vibes too from him uh, yeah like uh, bob said we get like the proper nacho montreal like when we sign montreal it wasn't with much fanfare or something it's the same with tomia so as well uh, not we were like we weren't expecting like a world class right back we were we just needed an adequate right back given the standards which we had <laughs> we have we still have <laughs> we still have like uh, yeah tomayas is like has been performing really great uh, uh, two games but still like he won what 100% uh, of his aerial duels which is tough to do against burnley so mm. yeah uh, hopefully he continues his form into north london derby as well 
Mm-hmm. Talking about yeah, Burnley. Talking about like different. Game three all and game three all and accomplished the thing and all shouldn't be said the same sentence. He is still like pretty raw. He he doesn't give you the confidence. He still in that game wasn't like uh, let's say in control of the ball or something. He still lost like two three balls in a dangerous situation when he was trying to clear. The clearances wasn't proper. Uh, people are like going gung ho about Gabriel. It was just, I would say, like a a decent enough game, not a great game from but, him. But that is the that is the standard that Arsenal defense have been operating under, right? We have always yeah, had he, mistakes he and is, stuff. So he was now... <laughs> part of the defense as well. Gabriel is not that great player and all. He is still like in the same. category of ben white as well if we are could there's, there's deepak bringing us all back to the ground and giving us the reality check as usual <laughs> deepak deepak you will have your share of uh, gabriel humble pie in a few few weeks from now uh, yeah, let's see let's see the same one pooping on our party as usual deepak <laughs> Uh, but 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 talking about uh, burnley we we have to talk about how how they were around uh, burnley we know what what they are as a team and uh, it's not a stretch to i mean you call them thugs uh, basically <laughs> they are thugs yeah <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the in the preview for the game so what what are your thoughts on burnley as a team uh, how did they do against us Stuff like well, like I said at the beginning, the most important thing was that we weathered everything and came out without an injury. You know, like I'm always happy if we come out from a game against Burnley without injury. Uh, I still stand by they are thugs and they did attempt a lot of things uh, in the game as well. Um, like if we want to talk about like how Wood was bullying, like yeah, I I uh, understand what Deepak says, like when he left balls, but like. uh when you have someone like white next to you and all of the physical battles have to be won by you i think at the, in that sense uh gabriel did do a lot of good things against like both you know um, uh, wood and barnes because those two guys uh, are very representative of how burnley play in terms of how many teams still play a 4-4-2 Yeah, you know, so Sean Dyke still swears by four four two, having two four banks of four, and, and there is going to be more of it because he's just signed a new contract. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so medieval football is going to continue. You know, like they are going to continue doing that, and the same thing in the in their defense too. uh tarkovsky and i think it was we right like every time abameyang tried to run for the ball he was not just double team he was triple team now you know like along with the right back so uh, and and many of those were not even given as fouls which is which is very typical of how burnley play that's their game uh, what the game is based on so yeah like they were uh, uh, they played like they normally do in my in my i did not see them like doing anything different doing anything better or worse than what they normally do they come out to make sure that they don't let the opposition score whether they score or not uh, and and they did that to perfection uh, with the bodies using the bodies and like we've been mentioning tomiasu and gabriel came out on top there you know like in terms of using their bodies against a physical team they did really well so uh, yeah a burnley uh, hope you die Yes. <laughs> so bob there was a there was some uh, some conspiracy uh, in in the social media about burnley pitch preparation that it was prepared as too dry and that's why we are uh, we ended up under hitting a lot of passes so do you see these kind of tactics from burnley i mean we know they are dirty and stuff but do you believe yeah. this kind of tra- 
Yeah, so okay, let's let's for argument's sake go into that conspiracy. So do you do you, are these the people saying that if not for that, they would have been slick and you know silky and <laughs> we would have scored, we would have won 23-0 otherwise. Yeah. No, no, but but again, Bob, that might be the reason why you know two of our uh, uh two of our players ended up with cramps at the end of uh, end of the game, like both party and uh uh and uh, what's his name? Uh, Tierney uh, had to go off with cramps. I mean, Tierney was not fit enough. That is the only reason. Like Burnley played on the same pitch. Did their players get any cramp? We cannot give the stupid yeah, reasons see, of pitch I, and all. First of all, this was not an astro of that we were playing on, right? Yeah. You know, I think uh, yes. um, talking about talking about pitch not in watery enough, or uh, I don't. It's all, it's all baseless, I would say. um to be i mean going back to the game i felt i burnley really did caught me by surprise you know um i, I didn't really expect quick movements from burnley as they did i mean lucky enough that they didn't they didn't get to score any you know rodriguez uh, missed an open chance i would say um he was completely unmarked um and then he actually um headed wide of goal so that was that was a let go and then ramses uh, save as well um was vital enough um gabriel did uh, clear out a few things but then he, he we were not we were not decisive as such you know um and i thought i thought burnley were were all guns blazing after cornier came um he came around in the 60th or 70th minute but but once after he came he just he just riled them up so much that i thought probably they would get every possibility to score uh, lucky enough that they didn't get a chance to do that um yeah i mean if not for that if had we played burnley i was just comparing um the arsenal that we played um now to the first game that we played against brentford had we played uh, burnley at turf moor um during the first game we would have been we would have lost uh, for sure because um i mean this team or this personnel who were actually put in made the difference in terms of the result um and uh, we just have to use this like um and try and work on uh making the difference bob you mentioned odegaard being the person who would make the difference yeah. during our preview and he did make the difference with the with the free kick and even during the game he i felt he i didn't really a... imagine as a set piece So when was the last team that you confidently looked at a set piece and said, you know, one of our players would score? It's it's But, interesting because like one of my friends just before he uh, the Saka foul mentioned that man, I I want to see a score uh, as from a set piece. <laughs> and then the saka foul came and we scored you know like it's uh, oh, it was it was is your friend paul the octopus <laughs> uh, i i <laughs> last last two free kicks i guess were scored by players who were hated by our fans one was saka and one was pepe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but but uh, again right that was a very good free kick and uh, um, and uh, it's a very good way to score we scored at the right time uh, we had a upper hand at the right time and uh, i i felt odegaard had a, a great game uh, in general right uh, uh, arun uh, do you want to take a stab at odegaard's game uh, for for that day definitely first uh, i would like to be petty uh, like a, a vindicted arsenal fan a petty vindicted arsenal fan and say that Madison has not had any goal involvement since February. So uh, that's the petty fan in me coming out and like taking the small W. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so I've always wanted uh, Odegaard. Like I mean, like I know Madison is uh, 70 million and all that. He's English and all that. But I've always wanted Odegaard because uh, I I remember distinctly when he was 16, when he was signed by Real Madrid. I was very uh, um, piqued by who this kid was at that point. I I did not like follow him regularly, like by watching his games and all. But I was always looking out for him. You know, like his quality was obvious. And Madrid is not a team that goes and spends on a 16-year-old. That's that's not so. That's not their uh, working model. That's not something they do. So I've been like you know looking at the uh, kind of uh, uh, gameplay that he has. It's like a Mesut Ozil who tracks back and defends and drops deep and does the defensive work without. Of course, I'm not comparing Mesut Ozil at 21 to Odegaard at 21. Mesut Ozil at 21 was a beast. Yeah. Uh, Odegaard is not there yet, but. Uh, it the way in which he plays, like the amount of time that he has on the ball, uh, his ability to know where players are going. Like one pass comes to mind when he passes from like the left to right, to, he switches flanks to yeah. Pepe. Yeah. He completely like changes like the, where the game was being played. You know, like for you to not just see that player, but to have a kick that can travel that far and actually reach the player is 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 definitely special. Now, for me, he's a very special player, and uh, he's he's. He's, he leads. That's that's another important thing that I found. Like he's constantly like chirping, talking about what needs to be done. If you notice, like he dropped back, but he dropped back to retrieve the ball, and he was the one who was pinging balls continuously. Uh, he the, like the four-three-three for me worked majorly uh, in part due to Party and in part due to him. We were able to like you know play that because yes, Party was an assured presence, but this guy was able to take the ball out it you don't have to like actually see the assists you know like i told that right in the beginning odegaard might not be the player who get you the 20 assists in a season but the things that he does to lead up to that assist he makes those assists possible he makes mm-hmm. those you know goals possible so uh, his intelligence and his more than his creativity is his intelligence and positioning that i found was like you know uh, so refreshing to see Mm-hmm. Uh, this was probably like the kind of player I think we wanted Jack Wilshere to develop into. You know? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and talking about the midfield, uh, Bob, four three three, and uh, uh, Arun already mentioned Partey and uh, Odegaard. We know Partey's quality, so I don't think we need to spend a lot of time talking about Partey. But ESR had a forgetful game. Uh, this is like from the start of the season, he's been. he's been on the end uh, end balls but he's not able to finish like even in this game he had a very tame shot uh, towards the goal which should have been converted in all all honesty so uh, is this like a drop in form or is this like a learning curve for esr because it could be either uh, right um actually i would, i have a third option on that uh, it's higher expectations that we have all set for him mm. he is is just he is just another kid who broke into the first team just last year due to lack of personnel and he's been carrying on um, you know the team right through a lot of lot of games um so we've set a high bar for him to clear cross and then when he's not been able to do so in the few games that he started playing for us now this season we, we quick to turn back on him uh, which should not be the case ideally um i know i know he's he's not he's been at the wrong end of things at least in the games that he's played now this season uh, but i i feel you know certainly he needs some time and and with time and with proper guidance that he should be able to go go back um maybe he can he can reach the same uh, heights as what he reached last season you know towards the end of this one or maybe even he could even he could go even higher 
But for now, I think we should stop judging him based on what he has done and just give him more time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you look at Saka, for example, Saka hasn't been as much prolific as what we would have wanted him to be. Um, this is despite Saka and both Pepe and Saka starting and Saka playing in his preferred position as well. Um, and even with that, um, he, he wasn't, I, I don't think he had an impact on the game. You know, he was actually being sloppy in front of goal. Um, yeah, so so you just have to give these youngsters more time and then, you know, give them more confidence that they can keep going along. Mm-hmm. Of course, we, we don't have a distraction of Europe. So these people, these kids can keep going along the way and, and keep putting in performances. And with with one or two games that they are starting to make a difference, they will gain that confidence and they will start to, you know, turn that into performances for every game that I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I won't, I won't look too much into how, how ESR performed or how Saka performed during that game. Okay, so let's, let's, okay, even if we can give that uh, as like youth as an option for ESR and Saka, right, the other two attackers, uh, uh, Deepak, like that is where the problem is, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Pepe, we know that he frustrates everyone. He has an end product and he's, he's good. He, no, he, has... he doesn't have an end product. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 but but of all the attackers, right? Uh, Obama Young and him are the only two players who has some kind of uh, you know uh, shooting capability. When you compare to others, right? They have a shot in them. They kind of also have like a physical presence in them. Uh, rest of the kids, you could just Burnley could brush aside. These are the only two players that could hold on. But is it official now that Obama Young is uh, on decline now? Or is it still like the system's not working? The... Uh, it, it can be partly due to system as well. Uh, but uh, you can see like, uh, I don't know like how to put this. It was like not a gradual decline. It was like he was too good and he has fallen so bad. So something mm. says it might be the system. You wouldn't like score, uh, be the top goal scorer of a Premier League and just score five or like 10 goals probably scored last season and he's continuing the same form this season as well. So it has to be a mixture of both. So coming to Pepe, <laughs> how much ever we say, he does the same thing. You cannot like change Pepe, but still like who else we got? We have to stick with him. Like and he is our still the best threat even though he frustrates a lot, a lot actually. It was like one of the, yeah, probably like one of his like worst games as usual in Arsenal colors. His uh, his touch was poor, his pass was poor, everything. Even like uh, Saka and ESR, they weren't that great. Not that great, they were also poor. Saka hasn't been having like great time in front of goal as well as, mm-hmm. uh, if you take numbers, uh, like Saka hasn't been performing that great as well. ESR so- we know. Like, uh, as Bob said, it's like higher expectations. ESR like, didn't have like great numbers last season as well. Yeah, It was the way we were playing. It, he looked like a fresh thing. Yeah. So, yeah. we have to give time for both of them. But like, Pepe has to step up. But we don't have any other choice in 
and our bench it's martinelli who is another kid so yeah yeah <laughs> but but talking about uh, pepe and obameyang uh, i mean i need to bring uh, uh, arun in like if we are talking about pepe and if i don't bring arun in that's like a cardinal sin that's right a sin <laughs> yeah that's a sin right there so arun uh, i know uh, i know pepe whenever we talk about pepe it's about the uh, tag price tag on him but uh, just a quick word uh, do you still stand by that he is going to be better how long uh <laughs> <laughs> do i still <laughs> forget putting, about you... the price tag forget about the price tag imagine even if you sign him for like 10 million do you like expect him to perform like this he is like performing at the level of even dan james used to perform well for manchester united <laughs> you you guys are... i don't know what to say i seriously don't know what to say at this point i mean like it's It's like being attacked from all the sides and <laughs> I I at this point like if I were to be Arun I I give you an option but in terms of what to say you can say Pepe to score a hat trick against Tottenham I I would be being 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 the football fan that I am I would never like say all those things right now like, <laughs> having seen how he's played you know but like yeah to be to be honest like yeah, Pepe test is frustrating but I don't think we have an option and I'll say it, okay? Like I've been his uh, biggest fan. I've been his biggest proponent. But I think, I I don't. I think he might be uh, let go off at the end of this season. I think uh, probably the fact that we do not have an another attacking goal scoring threat or a goal scoring winger uh, in in our squad uh, who can actually like you know take his place is probably one of the reasons why he's given more opportunities. But. Um, it seems like the everyone starting from the manager is a bit frustrated with him like there are situations where we did see i think it was the last game or something there was a video where pepe receives the ball and he takes an extra second extra to not pass it he just keeps it with him and you can see arteta getting frustrated so i do not know how much longer um, pieces that are disruptive to this play of football will continue at the club so uh, i think like the club will start looking at someone a more of a goal scoring winger Uh, or Nabri uh, towards like uh, the end of the season. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm just putting it out there. But I think uh, yeah, I I think this might be uh, unless Pepe does something that's like you know out of the ordinary and probably scores like twenty goals or has ten assists or something and and does something extraordinary. I do not see him continuing beyond the season, given like how the club has not been shy for spending money. Yeah, so I I think I'd be given that. if he doesn't perform i don't think he's staying there so the numbers shouldn't be seen at the end of the season numbers should be seen at the middle of the season no Maybe i mean in terms of comes at the end of the season and score points that, that's that's true that's true that's true okay so see i do not like that this is exactly why i said i have nothing to say because i i i cannot defend this man at currently at this point even if he scores a goal i'm not a, i'm not in a position to defend this man but but anyway so let's put a lid on the burnley game i mean we are happy with the three points we have dissected it as much as we can, uh, we can and we have a midweek game although uh, it's against afc wimbledon uh, we are not going to go into details because we know that it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be heavy rotation we are going to bring back leno we are going to bring back amari we are going to bring back soares or uh, chambers uh, and and am and we know mm-hmm. lacazette or someone is going to play so uh, let's just Uh, let's not talk about the team because uh, i mean it's afc wimbledon so let's just go ahead and do our predictions for that game what, what say you guys 
Are you though you guys excited to see Charlie Patty now? <laughs> that's the only thing. Start. I think if I were to be like talking about the Wimbledon game, I think that's the only point. So I don't know. I mean, like I'm really excited to see what this kid can do, like amongst uh, yeah. a better opposition. Yeah. That's true. apart from that. Like yeah, but apart from that, I don't think there's anything. Maybe Balogun will get a chance to play. Yeah, Balogun or Nketia, like I said, these are the players that could come in. Martinelli might get a run in. Uh, so Arun, what are your predictions for that? Game? Predictions, I would say a two-zero, two-one win for us. Two-zero win for us. Deepak, one-nil. I'll go stick with that. One-nil. One-nil. Bob, do you want to uh, take a stab at the prediction? Um, just, just, uh, just a small note. Uh, apart from Patino, I might, I might as well be interested to see if they start with Carl uh, Hain at the back. Um, no, I don't think he's so. He's an established uh, international for Estonia. He did give Wales a very tough time um, in one of those qualifiers. So maybe I'm just hoping to see if they are bold enough to actually start him against Wimbledon. um but yeah apart from that um in terms of the scoreline i'm looking i think it would be a 2-0 win for us no one's predicting even a 3-0 victory i am going to predict a 3-0 victory because it's afc wimbledon for god's sake and we'll play probably like as it or uh, i mean nuno tavares and all these are like first teamers basically i mean not first teamers we want to be but they are first teamers in the, on the paper at least so um So yeah, I'm going for a three-nil victory. Don't like say words like that. It's just <laughs> simple. It it always comes comes back to you. Uh, on that happy final note, thank you guys for uh, joining in today and for all our listeners. Please do like, share, and subscribe and comment out your uh, predictions in uh, in the comment section. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Cheers. And that is the end of the pod. For more Arsenal related content please like subscribe and share to the Awake Owners podcast see you next week Arsenal! Arsenal! Arsenal!